Welcome to the IIFX Tech Talk podcast series. I'm Lou Marciani, Director of the Innovation Institute for Fan Experience. Our Tech Talk podcast features members of the IIFX Experience Consortium. The Experience Consortium is a worldwide industry tech ecosystem and think tank comprised of tech companies, many with global footprints, which are digitally transforming the world and the sports and entertainment industry. The consortium members are reimagining sports and entertainment in the digital age. Each podcast features companies and organizations who use technology to drive increased revenue, sustain attendance growth, operational efficiency, sustainability, and enhance fan journey. The consortium's goal is to help the sports and entertainment industry create immersive memory-making fan experiences. Today's Tech Talk features Access Communications. It's my pleasure to welcome Rob Muehlbauer, Senior Manager, Business Development. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Dr. Liu. It's great to be here today. Well, what, is, what does it mean to be a member of the consortium? You know, we joined the consortium for really focusing on, you know, what values could we provide to this industry of uh, operators and, and really bring different types of solutions to solve specific use cases that operators are venues that are challenged. And we saw your experience and what you've uh, built up in terms of looking at an ecosystem of partners under your leadership to really come together and and look at the industry, looking at the technology and, and what are the innovations that we can help bring and solve these use cases. So we're really excited to be part of the consortium and, and, and join our piece to this. Oh, you've been a tremendous uh, addition to the consortium, Rob, as you know. Um, you know, as a stadium manager, uh, I'm looking at uh, video solutions for my arena. Uh, a good network. What, what does that really mean? Yeah, you know that's that's the infrastructure in place. So as as we know, almost all security systems are are now IP based, and and you have to have a proper infrastructure to handle um, the video, the audio, any type of, of data. So once you you have all that infrastructure in place, then that's kind of the the base and the framework that allows you to put these specific solutions in your in your venue yeah you know one of the things that, that uh, the venue operators talk to me about is the evolution of the network audio speakers and so how does that complement video today in our stadiums and arenas yeah so just like network video or video ip-based video evolved from analog to digital same thing is happening on the analog side where speakers now are IP-based. And, and what that means is that they can, can be combined in these digital-based systems and enhanced for venue operators. So, so we like to have a saying where you can close your eyes, but you can't close your ears. And so whenever there, there, you hear an audio announcement, you definitely pay attention to it. So, you know, we're seeing it being used in venues for different types of, for example, on the operational side, directing the, um, 
the the people to the specific gates when they enter or say they're out tailgating and the game's going to be starting soon, making sure those types of notifications to even if you have on the security side, say, for example, if you have a perimeter and you have a fence and people are jumping the fence, it's, it's great. Or they even come close to the fence. You can run analytics, put a speaker out there, let them know that they're being watched and typically they will turn around. So it's really a complementary to video and it can be integrated. Well, especially with the evacuation training and evacuations, we utilize that the best we can. So it is a great addition and complement to the uh, analytics that we uh, are given through, uh, you know, the, the, the video surveillance systems we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this past weekend, uh, I noticed that at the White Sox game, we had a little fan behavior issue. And I know that uh, we're all concerned in our industry about fan behavior th- these days. How can the the body-worn cameras help us in these challenging situations like in Chicago this weekend? Yeah, you know, body-worn cameras really add another layer of video security to the the facility and and can be used in in a couple of ways. And and I think, as as we know, with venue operators, if they've had struggling with staffing and getting people um, you really want to empower the people that are employed, especially that can be dealing with these types of di- difficult situations. And, and what we've seen is uh, there's a lot of uh, he said, she said type activities when you have these types of t- disputes. And whenever you have a body worn camera and you have that digital audio and video, that really resolves a lot of the, the questionable activity that's happening. But it also, more importantly, a lot of times, if a guard shows up with a body-worn camera on, people tend to behave themselves very quickly whenever they see a camera is a body-worn camera is there. So it acts as both as somewhat of um, calming the situation, but also when there's the questionable activity, it gives that evidence. Is there, is there a, a growth in that area in Axis uh, right now as we look at uh, policing, et cetera? Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because I think when most people think of body-worn cameras, they think of a police officer and and what we are finding in general, not only in stadiums, but in a lot of different areas where they have their own security guards or, or, you know, employed private security, the body-worn camera adds another, again, another layer, and there's plenty of value there. And and what we're also seeing is that it can be integrated into different types of video management systems. So sometimes, or a lot of those times, traditional body-worn cameras were standalone. They only went to the cloud, for example. But um, you know, we embrace open systems and open standards. So our body-worn cameras can be in, um, integrated into some of the largest VMS applications in the market. Well, you bring up another good question for us in the industry as, as venue operators. Uh... What is the value of integrating technologies, you know, from various manufacturers, you know, uh, that open standard? What, what does that mean to us? Exactly. So whenever anybody's putting in equipment, you know, they, they expect to stay there 10 plus years. And, and so it's, it's a big investment and you don't want to be locked into any specific type of vendor or one type of uh, system. So when, when you talk about open standards, 
it gives you that, that interoperability so you can collaborate with other companies to bring extra value. We like to say one plus one equals three. So with Axis, with a technology partner, combining our solutions, there's going to be more value. So, so by supporting these open standards, you know, you're, you're future-proofing, you're not locking yourself in, and you have the opportunity to uh, divide more value from your solution. When, you know, as an operator, when do I evaluate that? That's a good question. Like, I know I can, I can integrate other technologies, but what's it, is it every other year we look at? How do we should, how should we look at how uh, we can enhance our own capabilities through integration? Yeah, I think it's important for venue operators to, whenever they select their vendors, um, to really stay in touch with the market and the trends. And I think, and again, that's why Axis is invested with the IIFX as you know thought leadership, staying on top of innovations. You know, really looking at again these market trends, the different types of uh, artificial intelligence, analytics, new technologies, because you know things change and they change quickly. But again, if if you 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 pay attention to the market, you have good connections with associations such as the IIFX, and you have strong relationships with your vendors. You, know, you can check in and, and keep up to date on the latest trends and innovations in the industry through having a solid network. Well, when you're talking about latest trends, if I hear the word AI every day for 10 times a day, how can the latest enhancements in camera technology such as AI at the edge benefit us in, in the industry? Yeah, so the cameras, uh, the network cameras have processors in them, which means that they're computers at the edge and those processors, just like Intel processors that run in a computer, get more powerful and more powerful. So this is given, we've had analytics at the edge, for example, with motion detection, but that's pixel-based, pretty simple, but gives you a lot of false positives, false negatives. Yeah. But again, as we've progressed here, those processors inside the cameras have gotten more powerful and, and that, that, that has enabled them to run advanced analytics, artificial intelligence. So in the past where you could just tell there's motion, well, not now you might be able to identify the objects and then get really detailed information. So say, for example, if you're concerned about a vehicle, maybe it's a, a truck, maybe it's a car, maybe it's a motorcycle, a bicycle, if it's a person, you're concerned about uh, identifying the person based on what uh, color top they had, what color pants they had on. So as we have evolved through the years, we've gotten much more stronger um, and and uh, accurate analytics based on having more powerful processors in the, the cameras. You know, one of the areas that we hear a lot is about parking and traffic mm -hmm. uh, issues. How does that, how does the analytics come from your cameras help optimize our decision-making, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, first of all, uh, with parking, there, there's a couple of different types of analytics that are, that are available. Uh, one is uh, license plate recognition. And, and that, um, uh, for example, venues can use that to identify VIPs and direct them to specific parking on, on where they should go. And then also can send a notification to, say, the suite where um, they have arrived and get the, the suite ready for their arrival. Um, the other analytics that can be used uh, for this is, you know, analytics that help determine the traffic of the arrival of um, the person to the facility in terms of directing them to either the closest 
or whatever um, is the most optimal for the facility. So different types of these types of analytics can help you be much more efficient in, in parking. Absolutely. Well, same thing with uh, queue management software, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the changes in food and beverage today and the retail. Tell us a little bit about that, how you can help us. Yeah, absolutely. So they they can be, uh, those types of analytics can can count people. They can determine how the, the length of lines for concessions, for example, and either uh, send alarm alerts to say, hey, we need to have more staffing at this particular location or they can use it for staff to say, there's nobody at this location. If you walked down here two more minutes, then you, you're, you'll be able to be served much more quicker. But that's also the other thing that, that there's a lot of value is on entering the facility in terms of the, the gate entrances where people tend to go to all to the same gate and then there could be nobody or relatively few people at a further gate and just make it more efficient for the fans to get in and get into their seats and start watching the game. So all those analytics can monitor the crowd for well, those. It's about the fan journey. Absolutely. And the influence that access communications can have based on just the last few minutes is, is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when we're looking at retail, how about retail, too? You know, we talked about food and beverage a little bit here and the queue lines. And um, how can you help us in, the, in our retail side? Yeah, well, like you said, on, on the retail, a lot of that goes to um, the staffing yeah. and, and making sure, you know, depending upon the hours, you know, when they, you know, the prior to the game, during the game and after the game. So it has to do with staffing. It's also obviously on, you know, Cameras are used for loss prevention, identifying objects, you know, that type of activity. Um, There's just a wealth of, you know, on the security side, the different types of retail analytics that you can run. Um, You can even, you know, get very, um, uh, there's also the the self-checkouts, which some companies have used, gone to, where you don't need any staffing at all. So um, cameras can be used to identify products when they're picked up and, and taken out, or if even if they're put back, then then they're not charged for it. So there's a lot of analytics that are being used in the retail environment right now. I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking back, uh, I can't say say 10 years, when we were considered a black hole, especially when it came to to video. And look at this discussion the last 20 minutes or so of how we've evolved as an industry and the technology to most of our discussion has been really non-security in a way. Right, right. And and that all fits into the uniqueness of the of the journey of the fan and they're making sure that it's seamless and, and enjoyable for them. And uh, uh, so the combination of safety, security, uh, marketing uh, has really, really been revolving around really the videos, the, the video networking Mm-hmm. that we put into our venues and uh, and this integration this open standard this open open design has made it happen correct yeah absolutely so there, there's a couple of things there is is that not only is it you know video has been somewhat of the centric piece but as we discussed you know there's audio now there's ip based intercoms there's access control so all of these technologies are layered and can be used for both 
you know, traditional physics, physical security, but those different types of operational efficiencies. Yeah. And then the second part in terms of, you know, the standards, you know, we're, you know, we're seeing a lot more different types of what we consider operational efficiency analytics, right. what you had mentioned. And a lot of those, that software development is, is from companies that are, have very strong development platforms that are, are based on the cloud provider. So the, the Microsoft, the Amazons and the Googles. So they have a, you know, a very wide ecosystem of software developers that have written code for the cloud. And, and what we're seeing is that that code can be moved from the cloud to a server on a central site at the venue, or even some of those um, AI models can be run at the edge as well. So the, the future is really bright and it's very exciting because a lot of these developments and standardizations, again, from these big IT companies are moving from that cloud to the, the edge server, to the, the camera itself. So as, a, as an operator, uh, let's go over this one more time to, to his or her advantages when we say edge, server, and cloud, right? Mm -hmm. Which we just discussed. What do we, we, what do we need to be thinking about for efficiency, for, for safety, security, uh, operations, when, when we talk about those three. So just clarify it for us so that we can better understand that and making better decisions when we when we purchase. Sure, sure. So so we on our what well, we typically view the edge is the, the camera itself. And as I when we started at the beginning, the camera has a processors in a computer basically. So you can use that to leverage some type of analytics depend upon the use case and what you're trying to do. Um, if you have a facility and you have needs for a, a significant analytics that require a lot of power, well, um, you may want to look at a central server that, that has video cards that can process a lot of streams um, at the same time. And again, this does get back to you know, the use cases and the needs of the facility. So what are you trying to achieve? And that's what you do in con consultation with consortiums and with vendors such as us. And then, then can you leverage the cloud? So, so um, obviously the cloud can be used for uh, storing video, but it also can be used for consolidating video as well. Um, the, the other point I wanna make is what you can do at the edge is you know, you can process the analytics, but you can have it set up so it's only going to send what we call metadata. And met metadata is data about data. So you can save on that bandwidth and storage and send that information to a server or a cloud. So you can really save on, again, the bandwidth storage processing power and get the output of the camera. And you don't need to send that video or audio. You can just send the data about the data. So it really goes... Back to your question, it determines you know what do you want to do, um, what are your needs, and what are you trying to solve, and then based on that, we can help make the recommendations for um, the type of applications that you need and the uh, configuration of your system. So you can leverage maybe two of those or three of those. Um, it, it really depends on again the, the venue and the application and the use case. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about the venue itself for the last uh, few minutes. And uh, now let's move away from, you know, 
the stadium or arena itself as we see the expansion of our industry growing more into a multi-development concept. So uh, how has the collaboration with city and local officials been managed with these venues when I'm looking at this whole idea of video solutions, you know? Yeah, it, it's been a, an increasing trend as as we've found for, throughout the years. And 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 one thing is that a lot of venues that especially the particular the ones that are older don't have what's considered a security operation center or a SOC. So they might not have the space, they might not have the expertise, but they can uh, install you know servers and and some monitors. But what we're seeing is they can collaborate with their their city, with the police department that do have the resources that can combine with them and give access to them to help supplement what they're what they're doing like during the game day. So if there is an incident, they can help with response and have an extra pair of eyes on the facility. So as, as we know, the venues are already engaged with local officials and police departments. And this gives them just another way, another tool that they can help collaborate by having and sharing this information. So are we referring to a, a smart stadium or arena and a smart city Absolutely. combining together? Is that what you see down the road to integrate everything? Absolutely. And, and that's a big trend that we're seeing. And then, you know, again, by having an open system and an open platform and being able to integrate into these different types of systems, you're going to get more information, more wealth of your data, be able to respond more quickly, have better eyes. All, all those things add the value to your system. Wow. Well, Rob, uh, I want to thank you, too, for a, a, a great podcast. If people want to reach you, is there any way we could uh, uh, inform them? And Sure. Sure. Again, um, my last name's Rob Mielbauer. Last name is MS Mary, U-E-H-L-B as in boy, A-U-E-R. And um, at robert.mielbauer at access.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find, Dr. Lou. Okay. Well, Rob, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye.